Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market from Collector's Corner, your weekly generative art review. Today, uh, as of recording, it is Thursday, August 10th. When this is released, it'll be Friday, August 11th. And last week, we tried out having this episode as a Twitter Spaces, which I actually thought worked out really well. So we're going to be uh, probably moving a little bit more over to that format. It was really interactive with the crowd, really enjoyed that. So it will be at 12 p.m. noon Eastern on Thursday, uh, August 17th, and then we'll release it on YouTube and the podcast as we always do. The downside of having this be a Twitter space is, is that there, it's, there's no video, at least not yet, but I think that's coming to Twitter as well. So looking forward to that. But today it is a video episode as it typically is. And uh, there's also the newsletter, as you see on screen. Um, I, since I've been doing this podcast for uh, really out of my own pocket for the past year, I'm now adding a very small paywall to the newsletter. I put in extra stories in there, more opportunities in there. It's $20 a month to get all of them. Right now, you get uh, every other week for free. I may modify that just depending on how things go. So if you want to support the podcast, please subscribe for the paid version of the uh, of the newsletter and you will get all the episodes there. And you know, really this podcast is meant to help you keep up with the generative art market, what's going on, the big news, etc. cetera. Uh, but it's not that financially focused. If you are interested in a more financially focused approach, I have a premium service. We have a Discord that's super active, uncovering opportunities, and I put out content every week that helps you understand the generative art market better and identify opportunities. So if you're interested in that, you can DM me up here is my Twitter at collectors underscore XYZ or my personal Twitter at Aston Cloud. Um, and uh, that's been going really well. People are really enjoying it. It's, uh, you know, obviously I'm biased, but I think it's the best way to really keep up as an investor with the generative art market. Okay. With that out of the way, let's dive into the show. The first thing we start with is a vibe check. Um, and oh, I was I should say my normal partner in crime, Jared, is traveling for work. So I am solo today, but I'll pick up the slack. I'm excited. Did a lot of research, a lot of good stuff happening out there in the Web3 generative art market. So in terms of the vibe things, I would say it's a little bit cautiously optimistic. It's a bit of a slower week. It feels like a summer, like everyone's on vacation type of week. Um, there have been a few releases. We'll talk about one in particular. Uh, and, you know, the market is still excited about great art. And there's still really, really fantastic art coming out. So uh, that is a positive. And another positive is there are some good deals. I'll show you a couple that have sold recently. So overall, uh, the vibe is slow and steady, slow and steady. In terms of the blue chip generative art market, um, again, it was it was a bit of a slower week here. Uh, there was some movement, but not a ton. Floor prices have largely held, and some defended quite well, like Memories of Chilin. And really, not a ton of notable sales. There was one Fidenza sale, and there was, a, which was a wrapped ETH. Somebody accepted for sixty ether, which is lower than what they've been going for. There was also a Ringer sale, uh, an Archetype, six Memories of Chilin, as I mentioned, no anticyclone. So. A little bit of a slower week, you can see here on the screen. Uh, well, this is two Fidenza sales. There may have been one that, that literally just happened. Uh, but when I checked earlier, there were fewer. 
um, no gazer sales. So overall, in sort of the, the higher end, uh, not move as much movement as kind of consistent with the general vibe there. But floor prices have not really been decreasing, which is a great positive that we see there as well. The FX hash update. So over the past seven days, we saw a, a pretty decent amount of volume. You know, one thing we look at is these top 15 uh, collections, uh, you know, how many of them had triple digits over a thousand Tezos in volume. As you can see here, most of them did. Now, most of what sold were some of the, the best collections out there on FX hash, or at least the ones that are crowd favorites. Uh, so a lot of blue chips here. A couple newcomers, though, with Rebellion by Melissa Widerek coming in second with 7,000 Tezos in volume, which is a lot because uh, most of these are selling at a lower price point. 65 Tezos is the floor. Um, and Ecolegias A, Part A by M. Serrario was just released, had uh, 2,000 Tezos, two, 2,500 Tezos in sales. A really nice garden monolith sold, um, showed on screen here for 14,000 Tezos, which made up for a lot of the, the volume old sketchbook uh, paper, but uh, you know these garden monoliths that have some color in part of it are quite uh, beautiful in my opinion, and also the ones that, that tend to sell. So overall, I would say it's maybe a slightly up week for FX hash compared to what it has been in recent times, but uh, generally really uh, nothing too remarkable there. On Chromie Squiggles, doing the update for Jared, so we saw 278 Ether in volume, which is around the, the norm, around 250 is pretty much been the median during the bear market. Um, but it's down from last week. We had 402 Ether in volume last week. Floor price is largely held. It's 10.45 versus 10.5 uh, last week. And there were 19 sales versus 28 last week. So a reversion to the mean in sales. In terms of uh, notable sales or highlights, there was a pipe that was wrapped ETH accepted for 25 Ether. This is the same person who accepted a wrapped ETH bid on the Fidenza for 60 Ether. So there are some people looking to get out and some people capitulating. Kind of need those last people who are just sick of it and want their money to, to leave the market um, and the newcomers come in. Which is always positive. Uh, we also saw a few really nice low color spread normal sales. Here's one for 16 Ether. Uh, and there was another one, uh, perhaps it was not on OpenSea, but there was another one that was quite nice, a nice fuzzy here for 14 and a half. So nothing ultra rare uh, other than that that pipe that went for 25 uh, that was uh, seemed like a bit of a, a capitulation. But overall, a pretty solid day in squiggle land. And I just want to note that we had a, over 100 squiggles come out over the past month, really hasn't affected floor prices at all, which shows you how much demand there is for Chromie squiggles. And back by popular demand, taking a look at friendship bracelets by Alexis Andre. So hadn't really been tracking these week over week, but some requests to do so. So tracking it again. Over the last seven days, we had 21.7 Ether in volume compared to 37 uh, the last time we tracked this, which was at the end of June and that, that seven-day period at the end of June. Floor price is down a bit, 0.124 versus 0.138 back then. The number of sales is down 165 versus 181. Uh, but listings are also down, which is a positive, 1537 listed versus 2211 back then. So listings are down quite a bit uh, on friendship bracelets. So it does seem like things could skip up pretty quickly uh, when there is some you know, return in interest and demand in this collection. Okay.
Next up, let's talk about release recaps. So we take a look at some of the top art that has released and how the market reacted to it to get a sense of how bullish is the market right now. This one is, uh, you know, it's a fantastic piece of work here. Uh, Zach Lieberman has an exhibition with Verse, solo exhibition, Studies in Color, Light, and Geometry. And there were two sets of work released. One came out on Tuesday, August 8th. These were one-of-one one videos called Color Blind Studies. There was an auction for these, and uh, the cheapest one went for $4,000, each individual auctions. Most expensive one went for $14,000. Uh, it's, it's pretty easy to see why. It's really great work. And, and Zach Lieberman has really carved out a niche for himself. I'm sure he's been doing this for years and years. This is not new, but he is a master at creating what appears to be light with generative code. Uh, and I haven't seen anything like what he does. He does it at an extremely high level. Let's take a look at um, another one of these here on the screen, number 16. You can see it really just, he does a fantastic job. This is a great concept using blinds to sort of modulate the light and create this looping images. So those sold really well. Uh, congrats to Zach and team for all that. Uh, and the other thing that sold just today on the Thursday, August 10th, were these cone gradient mint passes. So you have to, there's 150 mint passes, and then there are 50 different cone gradient studies as shown on the screen here now. Um, they're varied, they look actually reasonably different, but they're very interesting. And these uh, sold out instantly. There were $1,000 each, instant sellout. So you know, there, and some of these are going to be additions, right? Because there's 50 of these, but 150 passes. So on average, there will be three editions of each, but it, it didn't matter. Uh, I think at that price point around half an ether, it was, there's clearly plenty of demand for a Zach Lieberman piece. So, uh, you know, what this is telling us, in my opinion, is that the market is really quite, there's a lot of demand for certain artists and really beautiful art. I mean, I think aesthetically, this art catches my eye at least and i think for a lot of people as well given zach's style the floor prices of his other works doing quite well he doesn't have too much in ethereum actually uh the most notable one on ethereum is 100 sunsets which was a bright moments release that has a floor price of four four and a half or 4.75 ether so uh, this is clearly below that and i think uh you know just again a sign that the top artists, the uh, top aesthetics will continue to do well. We've seen a lot of examples of that. And then we cover a lot more of examples of that in my premium service. Um, we're really paying a lot of attention to that. So congrats again to Zach and team and the first team as well. Um, so some, some generative art news into our next segment. Grails, the Sotheby's series where they've been auctioning off the assets from three arrows capital has its fourth installation bidding is open right now bidding closes on august 16th or they'll begin to close but you can extend the auction by bidding within that time frame uh 22 pieces selling this time highlighted by a couple of fidenzas there is this golf socks palette fidenza and a nice mono um white fidenza here 943 there's also a really nice ringers here uh, that is Ringer's number 59, red background, Def Beef, some really great archetypes. They had a lot of archetypes, some subscapes, which are a little less uh, common, and another Ringer's here, 14. So uh, some great pieces out there, CryptoPunk as well. 
And, you know, it's not going to bring the same level of hype as the Goose Ringer auction did, but it's certainly one that we are keeping an eye on. And, uh, you know, honestly, this might be a good time to find some deals out there because there is just a little bit less hype on Sotheby's with everything that they've done so far, uh, which is great for them and also great for us as collectors. Great art at great prices, saying great a lot. So two that I wanted to share with you, have a couple more in the newsletter for those who choose to subscribe. Uh, the first one was kind of a stealth drop by Melissa Widerecht. Um, Melissa is fantastic generative artist. Uh, this is the one I mentioned earlier that was bringing in good volume on FX hash. It's called Rebellion, 200 pieces, 65 Tezos floor. Uh, just sort of her classic, very, you know, she she is finds a way to make watercolor style paintings. Uh, or I should say digital art that really resemble paintings to me. So you can see here, it's a beautiful mix of colors that she put together here uh, and a really nice price point. So it's the first one. The second one, Memories of Digital Data. Now, this one was a recent art box curated, only 450 pieces. It's fully animated and it has sound. So be careful if your speakers are on when you click on one of these images. Uh, just know that they're sound and it's often a little bit grainy, but it's very data science heavy. And that data created these images, which is pretty cool. Um, and for an art box curated to be under $500, I mean, look, not all art blocks curated are amazing pieces of work, but this is one that really resonated with the crowd. And, and you know, we don't look at charts too much in the free content here. Uh, but if you take a look in the last 90 days, uh, this this had a significantly higher floor price before. Floor price got up to even five ether and it's kind of been trending down. So um, not saying that, you know, you should necessarily buy this looking for a financial return. My only point is that this people are buying and selling these for a lot more when it first released, and it's not pure speculation. It's because they like the art. So if this is one that resonates with you, it's it's in that $500 price point at the moment. Probably get an offer for a little bit less. So this is one to definitely check out. Okay, let's hit some upcoming releases. The upcoming release I wanted to talk about here in the, uh, uh, the podcast is called The Boys of Summer by Mitchell F. Chan. It's coming out August 16th, 1 p.m. Eastern. There's 100 of them. Mint price is 0.12 Ether. There'll be an allowless sale at first at 1 p.m., followed by the public sale. Um, this is a really interesting project. So I would I would encourage you to, to check out the video that is on their website. It'll be linked in the show notes as well. But what's what's interesting about this is it's part generative art. It's part PFP. And it's part video game. So you get one of these characters and you actually play this game. He calls it a participatory market performance piece with never ending character creation. So what you'll do is you, you'll play this game. And uh, as you progress, your stats become personal. How much time you devote to sleep, oral care, et cetera, et cetera. So he calls it like a, a role playing game mixed with PFP and quantified self and, and sports so it's it's a really interesting collection for sure uh you know it's uh, you're not really buying it for the art if you're buying it you're buying it for the experience uh the art may not resonate with you that's okay but i think it's about understanding the concept and seeing if this is something that resonates with you and that is the only upcoming drop that we'll talk about on the show as i mentioned again more on the actual newsletter now let's talk about a couple artists that I wanted to highlight with you all. The first one is Rope Ranisto. 
So Rope is, as he says here in his Twitter profile, he's the artist behind Life in West America and ReWorld. These are the two seminal NFT collections that are part of what I consider post-photography AI. I say what I consider because there are potentially different interpretations on what is post-photography AI, um, but that's the post-photography AI that I really consider and hold in the highest regards. So you should know who Rope is, and that's why I want to bring him up. And we can quickly look. Life in West America and ReWorld are both really holding up in terms of floor price. Now, you know, why am I talking about the floor price? It just indicates the demand for this work. Uh, most collections are actually decreasing in floor price at the moment, but it's holding at a 4.25 floor price here in Life in West America. And ReWorld has a one ether floor price. So it just shows you the popularity of this art and the style, which Rope created this post-photography AI style. We've had other content on it. I will defend that. Um, <laughs> I know there's probably some uh, dispute as to who exactly created it, but in this particular style that seems to resonate, uh, Rope is, is the one who created it with these two collections. So I thought it would be very useful to have Rope on your radar. The second artist that I wanted to highlight to everybody is Ruddick Sane, which funnily enough, uh, a friend who met him said that even he doesn't know how to pronounce his artist name. So if you're struggling, don't worry. But what's interesting about Ruddick Sane? Let me, let me show you a couple things. So Ruddick Sane has the first generative art collection on Bitcoin ordinals. With Bitcoin ordinals, it matters if what inscription number. So basically, um, they call NFTs on their inscriptions, right? So inscription number one is the first NFT that was created on ordinals, maybe zero. Uh, and any inscription number below 10,000 is considered historic on ordinals, right? So to the extent you believe that ordinals is going to persist and be a thing, which I, I think it will, it, it hasn't slowed down, even though people are not talking about them as much. And then to the extent that you think NFT prices, or sorry, uh, generative art will matter on ordinals, this is the first collection sub 1000 is sub 10,000 inscription. There are about 4,000 or sorry, 5,000 inscription 5033. Uh, only 10 of them. They're quite expensive. But what's cool about Reddick saying is that he's the first generative artist to put art out there. And I think uh, the art is actually quite good. So I, I, I don't have any qualms there. Now, Reddick Sane also has a really great collection on Ethereum called Hypnagogic. This released on Verse. This was one of the early Verse projects, so a lot of people may not have known about it. Um, it's not this one here. Find the correct link. At a 1.75 Ether floor. Also beautiful art. We actually covered it on our show when it first came out. I think the art is really, really nice. It's one of those gems on Verse that uh, people may have forgotten about, but is is out there. And Radek Sane also has a fantastic collection called Tick or Tyke. I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce it. It's probably Titch, maybe even. Anyways, uh, this is considered a Grail collection on FX Hash, uh, minted at two Tezos. Trade floor is 500, so a, you know a modest 250 times what it minted at. Uh, and so, what I find really unique about Radek Sane is is uh, he's really just got a a big range and uh, recently released with Grailers DAO called Fold. Uh, he's he's done a lot. He's been in a lot of different communities. I think this is an artist you should keep on your radar. At the very least, check out their work and see if it resonates with you. And that's it, everybody. That's the show. 
Uh, again, we are at collectors underscore XYZ. Please give us a like, give us a follow uh, on Twitter and YouTube. And if you are interested in supporting the podcast, please subscribe on Substack. It would be much appreciated. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend and uh, DMs are open. Reach out if you need anything or if we can be helpful. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.